Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. For more information, please go to greenlitpodcasts.com and... Thanks for listening. <laughs> when you played video games as a kid, could you do it in a dirty room? Is there a Bible verse about tidiness? Uh, yeah, there is. I believe they, they call, like, they refer to your house as, like, your temple. Mm-hmm. But your temple should always be, you know, clean and tidy. And with that... Hello and what... <laughs> I don't know if the slide whistle was appropriate for the Bible episode, but you know what's funny? On. I was thinking, what do I do with the slide whistle in the Mothership show? And yeah. I said, you know what? Throw it in. Throw it in is what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yep. You, you wouldn't have made any other choice. Okay. That's right. right. Go ahead, sir. Well, hello and welcome to the Super Nintendo Dad's entertainment podcast, The Mothership. Big episode today, boys. As big as it gets. The Holy Bible. Yep. You ever hear of it? It's a pretty big selling book. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Ever stay at a hotel in the Midwest and open that top drawer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may have had an experience with the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I usually flip through those. (laughs) Do you? It's usually the King James Version. Yeah. The LeBron James Version? (laughs) That's right. Well, soon to be branded, yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we grabbed the boys, Gabe and Gray, and took an 8-bit trip through the Old Testament. Yeah, I really want to talk about how surprised I was about how little Gabe knew, mm. period, <laughs> Right <laughs> about the Bible. Like, I could have just called it Adventures, and he wouldn't have made the connection if while we were playing the game that it had anything to do with the Bible, right. probably. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you something really funny, actually. Gray is had very little um, education, um, very, uh, much less than I did at his age. Mm-hmm. And when I showed my mom the piece that I we did with the uh, famed theologian, mm-hmm. she said, that was really great, but it makes me a little sad. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, why is that? And she goes, well, like, you know, he doesn't know these stories. And I was like, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll probably be okay. He knows every character from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's basically the same. Thing. It's, it's kind of the same story when you really break it down. That's right. Well, so Gabe's going to do his best to make sense of some of the Bible's most famous stories. We're going to be doing listener uh, favorite, real or fake, otherwise known as Todd's favorite. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mike also prepared a segment called Yay or Yahweh, which we've discussed a few times on the Morning Dad cast, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Gabe is going to have to guess if certain phrases were spoken in the Bible or by Kanye West. Yep. And of course, we'll have a special guest theologian that you won't want to miss. And I cannot believe I was able to get this biblical scholar on such short notice. I know it's it's really in your, your Rolodex is just it's it's impressive. Yes, only matched by my charm, as I normally say. Yeah, I I just be, before before we get into this one, I want to make a quick note. I grew up Catholic. Mike grew up Catholic. I have very warm nostalgia around uh, the memories of growing up Catholic, uh, whether it was celebrating holidays, uh, traditions, being an altar boy, and we are certainly not out to offend anyone or any faith, we're just talking about a very strange Nintendo game and history of unlicensed and, well, damn near illegal carts that found their way <laughs> onto the NES. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, totally echo that sentiment. Game, game, m- podcasting, much like gaming, should be fun. It should be fun. We would, <laughs> right, we would never want anyone to come to the show and leave 
feeling less than. That's certainly never yeah. our goal. And I'm hoping to bring under that umbrella that the Bible should be fun. I think so. Because I don't think it was in this game. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not really convinced there's much Bible in this game other than the verses that they just throw in your face every time you pause or pick up a that, tablet. That's true. And hopefully, hopefully Gabe has plenty to say. Um, yeah. I think it's great that, Gabe, you don't have a tremendous amount of experience with the Bible because I think we can have <laughs> some very interesting uh, translations of this game. Yeah. Agree. Gabe, any uh, any thoughts right off the bat about about the Bible adventures? Um, no, not really. <clears throat> what? It was, no, it was, it was, not, give me something. It wasn't the greatest game. That, that's <laughs> that's obvious. Oh, so you to don't be, like super you don't like Super Mario Brothers 2 then? To be fair, I didn't pitch it as the greatest game. It is the greatest story ever told, but it, that's I, true. I didn't. I didn't pitch it as the greatest game ever made. <laughs> you, you know what? It's almost unfair to say that the Bible's the greatest story ever told because there are just so many stories. That's like saying Netflix is the greatest story ever told. Well, I think that, right. But I think that maybe that, that branding came out of some marketing agency at the time. You know, like we need Finn's a snappy first thing. project. <laughs> right. We need a snappy, t- uh, you know, catchphrase for this new Bible. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I actually think the greatest story ever told probably came out of marketing for like, ben-hur or not ben-hur obviously um the ten, the ten commandments, commandments. Yeah. yeah it that probably it came from that i bet i bet it was that sounds much more like you know mid 20th century movie marketing buzz than it does bible buzz <laughs> right the old bible <laughs> buzz that was going around <laughs> the bible I, uh, buzz from the bible belt yeah the, right exactly so gabe you played all three of these mini games just give me some quick thoughts Give me what you're thinking here. You you did uh let's run them down. You played Baby Moses. Um kind of weird that there's people trying to uh kill whoever was carrying Baby Moses or whatever. Yeah, I I kind of like that they were like they they were like uh well if we didn't kill the baby, if we didn't get to the baby before he like you know, was able to even leave the house, then we're going to have to kill the person that's carrying him as well. <laughs> right, <laughs> like soldiers with spears like all right i know we're just supposed to kill the baby but this person took a male baby out of the house so we should probably kill them as well yeah exactly and just somehow yeah somehow um they got the spiders to um be in on it with them yeah the spiders turning <laughs> i'm surprised no bats were in on it were there any bats? Know, right? yeah. spiders and bats always show up to throw down in, in yeah in games. wisdom tree clearly didn't play enough ljn games to know that a bat <laughs> should always be an enemy <laughs> right he's like what are you not spiders, just a spider no bats nope well, come on didn't you play elf Right, exactly. Spiders are like your, you know, are like your army, but you need air support. You got to throw in the bats. <laughs> That's right. Who's looking out for these poor yeah, who's spiders sh- on the ground? Who's sh- yeah, who's shooting things from the trees? Yeah, exactly. We need a web getting thrown at you. At the very least. That's um, it. We're doing an episode on uh, games that spiders are in. <laughs> uh, it would be, it would probably be like a six part. It would be like Ken Burns in scope. It would <laughs> yeah, be like, exactly. you know, it would have to- <laughs> it's going to be the greatest podcast ever told. Yeah, the spider bat wars were fought over thirteen states in twelve in twelve spider different. Bat. Yeah, yeah, the spider bat wars. Hold on, I'm writing down the greatest podcast ever told, so okay. I can use that for uh, when we promote the show. Okay, okay, I got it. Thank you. Yeah, okay. So, Gabe, not a fan of of the Baby Moses mini game. Uh, how about the Noah's Ark mini game? Did you enjoy that? Uh, n- no, 
Not really. Did great game. Did you get to see the arc? Mm, I think at one point on the first level, yeah. there's like a giant wooden thing. I'm just yep. assuming that was the arc. Yeah, and it took gray a really long time to get there i was actually sitting at my computer which is just a foot or two away from the tv and he screamed in ecstasy he was oh, so really? happy he was He's so happy fan. yep he loved it and mm-hmm. then he was like okay we got to the arc it's over right and i was like yep it is let's go to the next one <laughs> you're like this one is <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah do the old you know sunday school or ccd it's like right, right now we take a quick you're like, is it over not nah, quick break grab a drink of water we're gonna be right back for yep. hour two that's well, right <laughs> We're not ready for we're not ready for pancake breakfast yet. Mm-mm. Nope. No, sir. I loved a good Catholic ca- pancake breakfast. Oh, yeah. Poof. Yep. So many Sundays. Yeah. So okay. So that was game. That was game two. Uh, and game three mm. was David and Goliath. David mm-hmm. and Goliath. That's right. Uh, and how did you feel about that? Um, the sheep was, were definitely annoying. That I was more sheep carrying, right, Todd? Am I wrong in that they're both sheep carrying? Well, in, in Noah's Ark, it's different. Like, I think you get like five or six different species in order to rebuild the whole world that you have to bring to the Ark. Uh, so you can pick up like a lion and there's like, a, I believe, like a horse as well. There's a ram in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But the ram can hit you because, you know, he doesn't want to be carried. He's mad. Yeah. yeah. And there's also spiders. Oh, and snakes. And the snakes you can't pick up. They're just enemies. So I guess we're not going to repopulate the world with snakes. Um, Yeah, I actually like David and Goliath the most. It seemed almost like the most linear and Mm. easy to understand. You there's an actually an arrow where you bring the sheep to. (laughs) So it made it. Gray actually picked that up and he was very proud of himself. He's like, I think I know where to put the sheep. And I was like, where? He's like, see that big arrow? And I was like, I think you're right, buddy. (laughs) But we uh, we were hoping that after we got past the first level, we'd get to the David and Goliath fight because there is a David and Goliath fight. Mm. But it just went into another level of sheep collecting. Mm-hmm. And then we tried that and then it went to another level of sheep collecting. Sheep so collector. Yeah, we, we didn't sheep get collector to. sim. Yeah. I was really hoping we could get to the David and Goliath fight so that we could talk about that. We didn't. Uh, well, didn't yeah, get that far. We didn't get that far either. Unfortunately, yeah. it's uh, surprisingly annoying because <laughs> you because you just don't want like you, you try a couple times and then you're like you're like this is just too cheap and the jump is just too bad yeah that one plays the worst that one plays the worst i don't like the jump in any of them mm-hmm. it's slippery yeah it's like it's like every level's an ice level right <laughs> exactly i was just gonna say it's almost like they had a nice level and forgot to unprogram the ice <laughs> right did, who did we turn off the ice before shipment right. no okay no. good yeah, not a lot of ice stories in the Bible. I mean, most of these were taking place in very hot environments, so. That's true. We don't have many ice stories from the they Bible. They probably would have appreciated a little ice. Oh, yeah. Would have been great. Yeah, a little ice in the drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, Gray actually uh, got into the baby Moses and water thing in a different way. He, um, oh, we'll get to it, but he threw baby Moses in the water a lot, too. But let's just say it wasn't a mistake. <laughs> he just thought it was hilarious. Yes. yes. Yeah, Char- Char- Charlie's very similar. Sometimes he'll find something very dark in a video yeah. game, very hilarious. He's like, look, I threw right. that guy in the thing and it smashed <laughs> right. him. Right. 
Exactly. I'm going to do it again. Yep. yep. And I'm like, I, is this, should I stop this? Is this, right. <laughs> is this it's okay? Yeah. Is this, is, I mean, he thinks it's funny, but if I stop him, am I stunting him? But right. Am I, I could be stunting a serial killer. That might be good. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. Just picking up babies up the street and throwing them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why did they put this baby throwing mechanic in the game? Yeah. Well, there, that's the whole thing is in Baby Moses, you can use the baby to throw at enemies to knock them down and stuff. So Gray loved every minute of the fact that oh. the, baby, the baby was a weapon. Like a turnip. Uh, exa- well, yeah, exactly. Because this game is very much a clear rip of Super Mario Brothers yeah. 2. Baby Moses 2.0. He turned up. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> For any of the Nintendo's that watch this or Family Moms that watch, yep. that watch uh, Sesame Street 10 years ago. What's funny, sidebar, is that all my Sesame Street episode knowledge is yep. from when Gabe was little. Sure. Because that's when you crush the most of them, I feel like, first kid. Yeah, so, us too. Yep. Yeah. So now when we go back and we're looking at the new ones, we're like, no, 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 let's go back to the Gabe years because right. those are the ones we know. Oh, they they're got, great. Yeah, they got like Murray on the street, who's my Murray's my favorite. favorite. Murray's oh, my favorite. God. He's Muppet my favorite of all too. Time. We've yep. never talked about why nope. Murray's our favorite. Oh, God. Episode I, we, on Murray. All right. And, and Ovahita. Oh, yeah. Vajita's great, too. Yeah, and oh we have goodness. Lin-Manuel doing their theme song. So good. It's, anyway. uh, Murray is my absolute favorite, and I've said that. But also, like you were saying, Grover is my second favorite. Uh, yep. And Super Grover uh, 2.0 is, as we actually have a poster. We had a poster for a while in Gray's Nursery of Super Grover done by Alex Ross. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that picture. Yep, he's That's like a jumping. great picture. Yeah. That used to be my um, background on my yep. laptop a long time ago. Yep, love it. Um, yep. But Murray is the man. He's one yep. of the funniest men on the streets of all time. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with the Bible. I I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> As we've twaddled off into no man's land, right? Gabe, I want to hear more from you. Yeah, I'd love to hear more from Gabe. What could what could you what would you have done to make this game better? Um, like maybe at like the end of every le- level at a boss fight or something. Mm. So you know what? That's that's a, that's a good point because like I was Sonic I was trying style. to get to right. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get to the David and Goliath fight just because I wanted like some sort of a boss type thing. Totally true. I'm mm-hmm. Totally with you on that. Anything else? Um, make make the levels not the same because every level is the exact same. Like, a lot of right. reused assets. Yep. Yeah. David and Goliath, you're literally just carrying sheep to the end every single time. Yeah. But in like Super Mario, you can like get Yoshi in some levels. Buy right. coins. There's like Toad mini games. You go to different coins. worlds. Yeah, something to collect other than tablets. Collectibles that have are very important. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's important. Yeah, you got it, Gabe. I tried. I tried to convince Gabe to collect all the scriptures and read them. And I did that with Gray. We he button mashed. He button mashed right through them. Yeah, we. I did that with Gray. We may as well. We may as well have. Um, because they're so didactic that, I mean, he just didn't follow. I had yeah. to. I had to read them. And then essentially translate them. Right. But he got it eventually. He started, he, he at least knew what the story was. Gabe was like, yeah, it's a something, it's like something about a shepherd or something. I'm like, you didn't read it. He's like, no, no really. No shepherds. <laughs> None of these people were shepherds. Uh, but what? Wasn't David a shepherd? Um, David technically, yeah, he was a shepherd, sheep. but he was more of like a hunter. I think he was like known sure? for ki- he was like known for killing lions, and he's like, "Listen, I've killed lions. He's I can kill this kill- Goliath." He's known for killing lions, but also for saving sheep. <laughs> right. I don't know if he has anything to do with sheep, quite honestly. But they thought well, it would make sense. Bible adventures le- led me astray. It may, may have wisdom tree <laughs> may not be the fountain of wisdom that we expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, right. I, just, I walked in and being like, <laughs> "I would have thought I'm, I'm going to know all about the Bible in about ten minutes." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm going to pass this CCD class. 
Right, exactly. I'm going to pass my CCD final. <laughs> did you do CCD? I did. I did CCD. It was after school on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, we actually had a conversation recently about thinking about doing CCD with Gray. Uh, Tracy's doesn't think it's something that's going to happen, but we'll see. I didn't do CCD because I went to Catholic school, so it was all built mm-hmm. in. It was all built in. You had the premium package. I had the premium package. That's right. Right. You had the premium package. That's right. uh, you hit that Pat Roast button. I that's right. definitely broke it up and did it once a week. Okay. Uh, and it was fine. You know, everyone there was fine. Yeah, I, I did got, some Bible camps. Oh, you did. You, you did some uh, some BCs. They were really just at the school in the cafeteria during the summer. <laughs> but yeah, they were camp. Did, did you bring a camp. tent? No, I never did a sleepover type thing. No. Oh, just okay. Day camp. I did some altar boy retreats where we stayed at like a retreat house mm-hmm. out east on Long Island. Yeah, did that. That's cool. Yeah, those were those were fun times. See, okay. the altar boys. Oh, the altar boy thing was interesting because. There was two types of kids that they recruited to be altar boys. It was really good kids that mm-hmm. they just assumed would be good at it, or really bad kids that were hoping they would turn them around. Right. It would be a good experience for exactly. them. Exactly. Right. So it was always a really good mix of like kids. Yeah. It was, um, <laughs> it was they definitely weren't It was uh, always a good mix of kids whose, you know, books got tossed and who's who tossed other kids' books. Right. So it was like some kids <laughs> some some right. eight year olds came into the Altar Boy program smoking cigarettes. And by the time the program was over, everyone did. Everyone smoked cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um so it was one of those things. Yeah, no, it was always a really good mix in that regard. That like it was it wasn't very samey. Like it was it and it was a place where uh, being altar boys with kids that you know you normally may not get along with or hang out with, you'd wind up kind of all coming together. So it was cool in that regard. Yeah. So any altar boy stories before we get into not only Bible adventures but a little bit of the history about unlicensed Nintendo games, which I'm also excited to hear all about. Yeah, I know you did course. a little bit, a little, a little uh, deep dive and research on that. Uh, so you've told a lot of altar boy stories before, but. What do you got left? Do you got any left in the tank that you haven't that, that you'd share now? Breaking news here on Bible Adventures. Uh, there's there's I really racked my brains to see because I know I talk about it a lot and we've do. done shows kind of focused on uh, how we were brought up in our religion. Mm-hmm. But there's a few that I haven't told yet. Um, and one I loved remembering. I like it's one of my favorite altar boy stories. I'm surprised I haven't told it yet. All right, let's do that. One of the first times, one of the most embarrassing experiences I ever had as an altar boy was we were doing a funeral. Again, I used to call them funerals because it got tipped and I would go buy video game magazines with uh, those tips. Right. And I would go sneak in the choir loft and read them while my school still thought I was doing the funeral because I would do that during school time. Yeah. Quick pause. I think we should really start a business where we go around trying to rebrand. Funerals could be in the strip mall. Oh, yeah, we could just have like, you know um, Sam, we could have like essentially like, you know, those places like where kids do like painting or like yeah. make Sundays for their birthday. Right. Or clay pots and things. Right. And exactly. Your own we, clay. Yeah. We do that, but we do a wake. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do fun, I, fun wakes. Yeah. It feels like something John Taffer from Bar Rescue came in and punched up. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people on the block are dying. They're, they're, they're dying. We're seeing that at least three per household. <laughs> right they're dying and a lot of and people are doing funerals guys we're doing yeah. funerals <laughs> yep <laughs> we're doing funerals butt funerals <laughs> butt funerals <laughs> um that's a butt funnel joke folks yeah it's a butt funnel if you have to take it the wrong way. rescue yeah exactly it's john taffer's famous for his butt funnel for his butt funnels a that place where people social can, interaction they encourage physical interaction <laughs> yeah physical social interaction right. in bars um, uh, so start which is bar rescue yeah, yeah. it is it's, it's a brilliant yeah. little bit of uh, architecture yeah. slash creepy stuff in yeah, a so bar. guys what we've seen is all in our statistics is what we've seen is every person dies 
<laughs> Everybody dies, guys. So far, everyone has 100%. <laughs> so I think we have the market here. Yeah, so it could be great. We'll do fun wakes. In the you charged room. them for oak. This is That's fine. <laughs> That's, That's as good as stealing. That's amazing. That's amazing. What'd you do with the money? <laughs> I'd love that. Um, yeah, maybe we can give people uh, discounts on karate lessons, too. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. Warner, like people who are in mourning. Yeah, right. Exactly. Then, <laughs> you know, they might need an outlet for their negative energy. Sure. Which, again, is a lot like the Bible. Yeah. Or revenge, depending on how the person died. <laughs> revenge is also big in the Bible. Yeah. So, you I'm know. I'm really trying to, I'm trying to reel it back in. I'm trying yeah. to rein it back well, in. Well, no, if we, you know, if we do one of these wakes at um, our fun funeral parlor, um, what we can do is walk around and be like, so, um, you know, how'd he die? And be like, oh, he was murdered. And be like, huh. Ah. <laughs> you must be pretty upset about that. You must be looking for a way to uh, avenge his death. Yeah. Here's a discount coupon. It's Todd's Karate. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's, Todd's you may be looking for a way to uh, get some fake revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you some fake karate. For I can teach revenge. you some fake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So oh, okay. I was all right. So I was working this funeral. One of the important things that the priest does um, during the funeral is the casket is walked uh, up the the nave or the aisle of the church and um, they put a blanket on it and then the priest blesses the casket with holy water. Mm -hmm. And there's these buckets we have uh, with like this rod that goes into the bucket and he splashes the casket with holy water. Yep. So I remember the, those. Yep. So the, the, in this case, one of my first funerals, ah, actually not funeral yet, just a funeral at this point. Mm -hmm. um the casket was in the center of the church and the priest dipped the rod into the bucket which todd had not filled up with holy water <laughs> you had one job <laughs> i had one job okay. i remember being i thought i, I thought i was going to die i thought mm -hmm. i was going to get murdered i thought <laughs> i was going to get kicked todd. out of yeah exactly you know what get that get that corpse out put todd in he's dead he's done that's it <laughs> that's it switch places he just i just watched him flatline when he realized there was no yeah and if water. the priest said switch places with him he would do better than you're doing he wouldn't have been wrong <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been a funny priest yeah, he was a funny priest. I'll actually get to that. He had a very funny line that we'll get to. There's one other story, two other quick stories I want to tell. But this, this, there's another story where one of the first times I was doing incense for the funeral, I knocked over, I can't remember what it was called, but the, the container that you rock to, you know, make the incense flow. Mm -hmm. It's like on a chain. The incense is like in a ball at the end of a chain. Yep, yep. And he rocks it. It almost looks like you could like, uh, the, like, like, looks like a morning star. Yeah, right. You could like right. brain somebody with it. It yeah. looks like you could, um, you, you know, something that they use in like the crazy 88s. Yeah, What's totally. Your name? Yeah, go go, go go. Yeah, yeah, totally. It looks just like go go's weapon, uh, but yeah. filled with frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So I knocked it over. As we were setting up for the funeral, and it fell onto the carpet that was underneath the altar. Jesus, Todd. And yeah, I know. Listen, I was a young kid. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, that hasn't changed much. Um, <laughs> and I stomped it out. And then I put the incense holder back on like where it is stored. You stomped where out. Where it hangs. The, was there fire? Well, listen, we'll get to that. So we get through the funeral and it's smoky. But that's fine because we have incense lit and they, you know, they they dress sure. the casket with the incense as well as the holy water. 
Right. Right. It only is like half hour after the funeral is over that I realize the incense has been smoldering on the carpet <sighs> the entire time and it start, <laughs> started to spread. So we put out all the candles. We put the incense out, which we would have to like douse in water because that incense did not go out. You were the worst altar boy I've I, ever heard the of. The thing was, is my heart was in the right place. <laughs> sure. You got a lot of heart, kid. <laughs> Yeah. You almost burned the church down. Right. My hands on the other side, they they weren't in the right place. They didn't know what they were doing. Oh, um, my God. I'm just looking for that new EGM uh, Game Pro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I wound up grabbing Father Brown, who was always the priest that I worked with. Uh, I've talked about him a lot on the show, and I'm happy mm-hmm. that at this point in my life, you know, 30 years later, I'm still talking about him. He was a very good dude. He deserves to be continued to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just was he was he he always thought it was really funny. He knew he was working with kids and they were going to make mistakes. Um, but we had to we 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 finally got the fire out on the carpet. <laughs> and they didn't replace that carpet for like 15 years. So every time I started a mass, I had to look down at my shame. God, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. Just a well, constant reminder. Right. Exactly. La- the last thing is we were doing a wedding. That was the other thing I got tipped for. And quick tips. Quick pause. Quick yeah. pause. Did you, did you went to confession, right? I did, but I didn't because funny enough, um, Father Brown used to do something called easy confession while we were setting up like drive through confessions. It was essentially while we were setting up for either mass that day or for a wedding or for a funeral, he'd say, do you have anything you want to confess while we're working and stuff? And he would make me do like menial tasks instead of like praying for that. So <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I got into a fight with my brother, you know, I, uh, I called him some bad words. Then he'd be like, like, like paint, right. he'd like paint the fence. Exactly. Yeah, that's how I learned my karate. <laughs> that's how you learn fake karate. <laughs> right, that's how I learned fake karate. Your legend yep. grows. You yep. understand the birth of your fake <laughs> right. karate. That's right. I, you know what? Funny enough, I used to have daydreams because I would really zone off while I was doing that, that I would fight vampires in the church. And I'd look for like ways that I could make stakes. Like right. that, I could break that cross into half right. and use You'd that as a stake. look for things to knock over yeah. that would and, light the place on yeah. fire. And I would imagine myself having like Van Damme level fights with... <laughs> with vampires in church during the funeral yeah that's like, that's it it's finally that, happening that's totally in line with you yeah that had nothing yeah. to do with playing castlevania until two o'clock in the morning every night no no no, no. um yeah so i um he would he would basically just make it really easy for us um and you know i'd say something he'd say all right listen go and um yeah he'd say something almost like uh, paint the fence he'd be like mop the rectory <laughs> and uh, think about think about what you did when you did that. And I realized, you know, back then there was no iPods. It was, you know, I, I, I was just on my own for a half hour mopping. And I realized sure. that was like my early education in meditation. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes with your hands busy just to think about things. And it was great. I'd kind of leave that and be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to be doing these things. I don't need to be, you know, making my parents life more difficult. Um, so, he, you know, he got it right. Great. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe, any questions for Todd about being an altar boy? Um, Jealous? <laughs> no. <laughs> any interest in being an altar boy yourself? No We could still make it happen. You'd be an acolyte at this age, but you, we could make it happen. What's the, You'd be an acolyte. That sounds kind of like weird. What, that what's was it? my next step. Oh, is it altar boy, acolyte, and then what? I guess like from there, you just become a deacon. Like shift supervisor, dubby shift supervisor, trippy shift supervisor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think acolyte just, I mean, I think that's about as high as you go until you become like a deacon. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you, but, you, you were, you almost made it. 
Yeah. One other really super quick story. We once did a funeral, uh, sorry, a wedding, um, again, which tipped really well. Those were very exciting days, um, Mm -hmm. because people are just happy and, you know, throwing money around at a wedding. This bride shows up and this is an odd wedding. Number one, the bride's wearing a black dress instead of a white dress. And it is essentially lingerie. A black dress a black instead dress, of a white instead dress. Instead of a white dress. Uh huh. The guy's wearing a black tux with a black shirt and a black tie. And um, shorts. And, sh- <laughs> and, and flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy Bahamas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and she's essentially wearing lingerie. Yeah. Like it was obscene. Straight what up she inappropriate. Was wearing. It's straight up inappropriate. I'm yeah. like nine years old. I've right. never seen anything like this in real life. Um, <laughs> and I'm clearly very uncomfortable. The rug caught fire again. Right, exactly. Uh, a euphemism this time. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm clearly very uncomfortable. And Father Brown comes up to me behind me and he goes, don't worry, bud. I don't know where to look either. <laughs> 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 and it just made it totally okay. I was like, oh, okay. This isn't weird that like I'm, you know, feeling this way about this. Right. Um, and it was great. He was just always, he always had the right thing to say. Right. Yep. Yeah. And People, uh, yeah, yeah, those are some of my altar boy stories. So there you go. A few uh, altar boy stories, altar boy adventures, which could right. be a comic <laughs> one day. Altar boy adventures. We could do it. We could Let's, do it. Yeah. Uh, so the, a few altar boy adventures before we get into Bible adventures. Gabe, anything you want to tee up? Anything on your mind that you want to unload before we get into this week's episode? Don't carry it into the episode, buddy. Get it out now. Yep. Um, just you wait for my uh, writing assignment. I can't just wait. Just you wait. I can't wait. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the meditation part of the episode, Gabe, where you can get yourself prepared. Yeah, just to gather your, your thoughts. Yeah, make peace with your demons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we're back with Bible Adventures and unlicensed Nintendo games. Hey there, this is Jeremy Parrish, and if you're a fan of classic video game soundtracks, or if you just love 20-minute rock epics about war-ready armadillos that battle Catholicism, you should listen to Alexander's Ragtime Band. Join the power trio of myself, Elliot Long, and James Eldred each month as we talk about the most pretentious music of all, progressive rock, right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Here at Chat of the Wild, our game club podcast, we have been using our lens of truth to do deep dives on the Legend of Zelda series, in order, covering one to two dungeons each episode. Our show also looks at Zelda-likes, such as Crusader of Senti, Golden Axe Warrior, and the bizarre journey of For the Frog, The Bell Tolls. Join us right now as we play Ari and the Secret of Seasons, our first new release since Season 1, or check out our past seasons breaking down nearly 20 action-adventure titles. New episodes drop every Wednesday, here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Remember the strange-looking Nintendo games on your buddy's shelf? The ones that seemed a little... off? Didn't fit into the shelf correctly? Screwed up any stacking attempts you were trying to do? Uh, They weren't in regular shops, necessarily. They had strange shapes and colors, black, white, or in this case, Robin's Egg Blue. They had strange names like Action 52, Baby Boomer, Big Nose Freaks Out, Fantasy Zone, Tubin, Eskimo Bob, Wally Bear, and the No Gang. Okay, that last one kind of rocks. These games were unlicensed and, dare I say, unwanted by Nintendo. But that didn't stop the crafty folks behind these outliers. And the history of the workaround is fascinating. Bible Adventures is one of these games. Now, confession time. 
I'm a lapsed Catholic. Baptized confirmed the whole nine. But church, religion, well, never really vibed with me. Hey, if you go to church every week, God bless you, and I'm sure he or she or they do. I'm not here to question or disparage anyone's faith. We're all on our own journey. But I am here to question the crappy gameplay of Bible adventures and to get to the real-life altar boy's perspective on the whole thing. For example, isn't Wisdom Tree, makers of Bible adventures, breaking the law by doing this? This must be frowned upon somewhere in the Bible. Todd, help us out here. What are these carts? Why are they so illegal? And what did they do to work around Nintendo's very strict publishing laws and practices? 1991. You're a young Catholic boy like myself. Where do you go for wholesome games? Toys R Us? No. Playworld? No. Babbage's? <laughs> no. Only heathens shop at Babbage's. That's a fact. <laughs> the Catholic gift shop, an Irish shop, which also sells Lotto and menthol cigarettes. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, June 2nd, 1991, Pope St. John Paul II adorned himself in Robin's egg blue robes to celebrate Sunday mass in Vatican City. His vestige inspired by the upcoming release of Bible adventures by <laughs> wisdom <laughs> tree for the NES. Uh-huh. Much like Herod, king of Judea, whose insecure iron grip on the kingdom extinguished the lives of so many innocents, Nintendo, too, extended their influence to crater so many developers by failing to confer its legendary star of approval. Yet a bright star was rising in the West, seen by the truest and most faithful. Much like the birth of our Lord, under a fateful star in the humblest of mangers, the star shined bright above a budding developer in Brea, California. <laughs> <laughs> Down on their luck and with seemingly no way to circumvent Nintendo's strict publishing policies, Wisdom Tree, the makers of Bible Adventure, suddenly had an idea. What if they hid their lack of developmental skills and it's behind a didactic set of games, all derivative of the American Super Mario Brothers 2? <laughs> well, this was the humble birth of Bible Adventures, a three-in-one multi-cart which borrowed many gameplay elements found in Super Mario Brothers 2 applied to three different Bible stories. Noah collecting animals for the Ark, saving baby Moses from the Pharaoh's men, and reenacting the story of David and Goliath. The game sold 350,000 copies, encouraging the company to continue pursuing this path of making games. Crazy. Quick pause here. Gabe, did you think that this game sold that many copies? That's a lot of copies for an S-cart in that day. That you couldn't buy in a store that wasn't a Catholic shop. Yeah. That is, like, too many players for a game of that quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's what you're saying. That's your takeaway. Yeah. Okay. Not that. Not that a small indie developer could come out of nowhere and hit a home run just yeah. by selling in the same place where they sell menthol cigarettes and and lotto and lotto and psalms for the piano. Right. What do you want? We got we got Bible adventures or, or cool cigarettes or we got uh lotto Bible adventures. <laughs> I now the way that I got Bible adventures is the way that I assume most people did is my godmother was shopping for a gold cross for me and psalms <laughs> for the piano because <laughs> I was playing the piano at that time <laughs> and saw a Nintendo game there and said, "Well, he loves Nintendo." Right. Saw a quote Unquote, right. quote, sure. unquote, Nintendo quote, unquote, game. a game for the Nintendo system right, right, that right. could actually destroy your Nintendo system. Right. Could, oh, could the could the workaround break it? Yes. Um, 
Go ahead, we'll, get into it. Continue, continue your keep rocking. Yeah, I'm gonna actually break this up quick because I wanted to mention something really quick. But just how did Wisdom Tree accomplish the awesome feat of bypassing the 10 NES lockout chip? Like a lightning bolt shot out of Moses' staff, the cartridge emitted a voltage spike when the NES control deck is turned on. Nintendo's 10 NES lockout chip was no match for the spark of the divine. <laughs> the spark of the divine. <laughs> That's right. Right. So a lot of these games had uh, the ability to do a short voltage spike, which would kind of render the chip. Um, it, it would it would basically fry the system for a quick second when it normally would check to see if it was a registered game or a licensed right. game. And then that's it. Once the game was running, that chip couldn't do anything. It only could prevent games from starting. Right. It was the equivalent of like, look over there. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. oh Jesus. You got me. All right. Play look, your look game. Behind you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was companies like Tengen who were like, okay, we could do this. This is certainly a possibility to get games to run on the system, but we could also be extremely liable because we could destroy systems. Yeah. So Tengen had this incredible workaround where they said they were going to sue Nintendo for essentially a monopoly. Yeah. And the the Department of like Patents said, okay, you can see their patents because you're planning on suing them. So they found the patent for the 10NES chip and then actually did a genuine workaround for their cartridges. Right, that didn't involve... That didn't involve voltage spikes it. that could destroy the system. Right, that, <laughs> that <laughs> didn't involve some kind of right. staff that yeah. shot lightning. That was a brilliant way to you know create a tremendous amount of games that they knew weren't going to destroy the system so that people didn't feel all that nervous about buying and putting into their systems. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway, Wisdom Tree found modest success, and despite producing games for the NES without official approval, Nintendo never threatened any legal action against Wisdom Tree. The company feared a public relations backlash from parents and religious groups. One oh, of the only times totally. Nintendo stood, stood aside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you don't, you don't do that. You don't pick a fight with the Lord. Right. Mm-mm. And you know, Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo to this day is continually shutting down sites. Yeah, even like YouTubers with like with like 670 subscribers. Yep. <laughs> they're, Out. They're, Gone. they're like, what are you doing? Is that Nintendo yep. licensed music on there? Shut that down. Yep. That's right. Yeah. We totally. might be in trouble on this episode, speaking of. Let's hope <laughs> Nintendo doesn't hear it. <laughs> nah. I can guarantee you they will not. Right. Uh, but if you if you say Doug Bowser's name three times. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. He, he might show up. Gabe, no, you wanna do it? <laughs> <laughs> He can come haunt your dreams. Yeah, he can haunt your dreams. Um, but Wisdom Tree actively licensed its properties to this day. Some of these games are still being licensed. And they recently ran a successful Kickstarter campaign to launch, and this is my favorite thing ever, Wisdom Tree's return with the Arc Aid plug and play. Love that. Is it yeah. is it still on Kickstarter? No, it they it was a successful run. Um they oh, it was released funded. it for yeah, it was funded. Yep. Uh it, and, they and released, released it for a short time. Yep. Um, yeah, so Wisdom Tree is still around. Limited uh, time only. Now it's back in the vault. Yeah, hopefully Limited Run will pick it up soon. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm so sure Gabe, they're looking forward to it. Gabe, what do you think about these uh, these antics to work around? One company, uh, Tengen, went one way, and they actually developed technology that would allow them to work around Nintendo's strict publishing policies. But... Uh, Wisdom Tree just flat out shocked your Nintendo into working. <laughs> right, exactly. So And a lot of those a lot of those carts did, especially like if you have any carts that are like 20 and 1, 101, 501, almost all of those carts use that same method of uh, kind of just blasting the system for a second to make it look the other way as you said. 
Right. Uh, Gabe, what do you think? What? Give me a hot take. I think it's kind of stupid that Wisdom Tree would do that. Um, considering that they're like making a game that people want to sell. I probably wouldn't buy the game, one, because it doesn't sound interesting. And two, I wouldn't want my NES to break or whatever. But well, 10 that's the yen, thing I is- feel like... People didn't know at the time that, you know, they could destroy their system. The Bible is a PR problem if children don't think it's interesting. Yeah, that's true. There are some really great stories in it, that's for sure. <laughs> it's pretty, it like, God is flat out pissed for the whole first half. So, you're yeah. like, <laughs> you like, some crazy you, stuff happens. Right. You know, I need to make a public apology, actually, before we move forward. We should have talked to our friends, the Apocrypals, and saw if they wanted to do something for this show. And I'm going to apologize to them right now for not doing that. Okay, I think that's a good apology. Yeah. Yeah. They talk Sorry, about guys. the most interesting stories in the Bible. Things that are incredible, like all the witches that are in the Bible, the dragon yeah. fights. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's <laughs> crazy stuff in the Bible that people uh, might not be aware of right off yep. the bat. Um, so my apology, Apocrypals. Yeah, we should have brought we should have brought you, you in. Mm-hmm. That's, our, that's our bad. And maybe we'll remedy that one day. With yeah, a, of course. We'll see what they think about it. We'll do a react. We'll do a, the Apocrypals react. Yeah, pocket, pocket, pocket. I like that. I like that. Yeah. What else, Todd? I believe you you you, te- you teased a uh, a potential special guest for me this morning. Yeah, I um I wanted to get you know when we do these shows, I like to have some authority. I wanted to get a biblical scholar and a theologian that could you know talk to us about the veracity of these stories. Right. Not just how an well. authority, the foremost authority. The foremost authority. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, PhD uh, theologian. Dr. Grayson Hunt. This is Todd Hunt, Super Nintendad, and I have the pleasure to be joined today by biblical scholar and theologian, Dr. Grayson Hunt. Thank you, and I'm very happy to be here, and peace be with you. And also with you. Thank you for taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule to be here with us. Can we make this quick? I have a five-cloth mask to get to. Absolutely. So you're here today to tell us about the veracity of Bible adventures for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Is that right? Yes, I'm very excited to talk about this game. Okay, so the first game on this cartridge is Baby Moses. Mm -hmm. What do you have to tell us about the story of Baby Moses? It's just a little weird because you're trying to save a baby from getting in the Nile River. And it's kind of weird because the baby's just, he's frog baby and it doesn't even get injured. Why is there flying spiders? Tell me again, why is there flying spiders? Yeah, spiders are a weird choice of enemy, but you just kept throwing the baby in the river and laughing the entire time, even though you're supposed to be protecting the baby. So what did you think about this game? Terrible? Yeah. Well, it was okay, I guess. I, I, but my favorite one was where you're putting all the four sheep into the pen. Okay, so that is the next story, David and Goliath. Can you tell us the story of David and Goliath well, before you tell us about the game? Well, you're trying to save all four sheep from bears and lions and squirrels. Then you have to fight Goliath, a little guy versus a big guy, you know? A fight, yeah. So that's the story of David and Goliath? Yeah, but I I didn't even get up to that. Yeah, we had trouble getting all the sheep on the last level, didn't we? Yeah, and then we needed to start all over. Mm-hmm. So the last... Five so, sheeps. Yep. So the last game on this cartridge is Noah's Ark. 
Do you want to tell us what the story of Noah's Ark is? Uh, so God is trying to flood the world, and you need to uh, get rid of the animals and save them from getting flooded. And where do you bring them all? To the ark. That's right. And what's an ark? A big ship. Yep. And we got to see it, didn't we? Yeah. How many animals did we get to the boat? Zero. Zero. <laughs> That's right. So, Dr. Grayson Hunt, overall, what did you think about this game? Well, well, it was a good one. You, it was a good one? Yeah. I thought you said it was terrible. We deleted that, I thought. <laughs> we deleted that. Well, you can tell the truth. What did you think of the game? As a scholar, we want your opinion. I like it. Okay. Which one was your favorite of all of them? Uh, Saving the Sheep. Saving the Sheep. David and Goliath was your favorite? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll beat Goliath. Right, and the squirrels looked like bears. Did what did you think of the graphics of the game? Uh, 3D. Well, they were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They weren't 3D, but they were pretty good. It looked like 3D. <laughs> okay, so and great. Free F. Doctor Grayson Hunt, why don't you tell the gamers and listeners at home what gaming should be? Fun. Gaming so, should always be fun. That's right. Did we have fun playing this one together? Yes. Do you think you would have had fun playing it on your own? No. Yeah, sometimes that's what gaming is, right? Playing with a friend. Okay. Okay, Gray. Thank everybody at home for listening. Thank you for listening. And also, the next podcast will be Five Freddy's. And my favorite part of this was recording with you. Oh, my favorite part about doing podcasts is recording with you too, my love. Say thanks, everyone. Bye. Some loud footsteps, kid. I can't believe you get them on short notice every time. I know. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Very, I think it's it, it's the power of the show. It is. Hmm. It's the powers that be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll see how much Gabe knew about Bible adventures, and, and if it's as much as your uh, theologian there. Yeah, hopefully somewhat, somewhat close. All right. Quick break. Now, not surprisingly at all, Gabe had no idea what any of these stories were about, Todd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before we even booted up the cart, I had him take a crack at explaining to me what these famous Bible tales were about. The results, not so good. I'm not sure. <laughs> not, 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 not so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, pretty, I'm not, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. I, I told him to stop. Once I realized he didn't really know the stories, I was like, stop. Just why don't you just go write down what you think these are about? Right. I haven't, I haven't read them yet. Oh, okay. I love it. Let's see what Gaby gleaned from everything he knows is like from Bible references in pop culture and like Simpsons Bible episodes. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot so, of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. So let's, uh, it, this is informed by the stuff from the game too. Uh, no, I had him write okay. these before he even played. Before he played. Okay, I cool. wanted even I better. wanted him to be totally like just what you've gathered, right? Because he's never read the stories, he's never watched. Uh, just what he knows from hearing about it in pop culture. Yeah, just kind cool. of what he's grabbing, right? Here Love we it. go. I had him do four, three that cover the story, and then I just had him do a bonus of uh, Jonah and the whale. 
<laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Just because. I don't even know that story. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I'd bumble ne- through that one. N- neither one of us will know that story. I have a feeling after reading that one, we just, because I'm not familiar with it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to either. So uh, maybe Gaby's word will be canon. Right. Uh, Gabe, you want to tee this up in any way? This writing uh, assignment I gave you? Not really, except um, get ready to laugh, I guess. <laughs> get, get <ready. laughs> good, good man. So, Gabe, Noah's Ark. Gabriel's version. Okay. Maybe it's spot on. I have no idea. I haven't read it yet. All right. Once upon a time, dot, dot, dot. That's a good place to start. Yeah. And true. Yeah. <laughs> there was a kid named Noah. He was a normal guy. Gabe, is he a kid or a guy? <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat, Gabe, I got issues. Is I just love that Noah's a kid. He was like yeah. six. There was a kid named Noah. He was a normal guy. Which right. is a Gabe. Gabe, what age do you think Noah is? Uh, at, at this point, like 40, 50. <laughs> He's a kid. kid. Look at that young whippersnapper well, over doesn't, there. Well, doesn't Noah live until like he's like 900? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So maybe. So Gabe, if I, I, we apologies from both Todd and I. You're right. Okay. Right. So he, he was, was a, a kid at 40. <clears throat> right. He did. He, he, grew, he lived until he was 950 years old. Right, right, right. Yep. He he was a normal guy in a normal world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a normal guy in a normal world a long, long time ago. Yep. Once upon a time. Once We've upon established a time. That. We've established. Yep. He was suffering from. <laughs> he was suffering from boredom. Okay. <clears throat> there, there was a war happening. Uh-huh. Uh, curse you all, God says. God laid a curse on the land of the earth. Mm-hmm. The oceans were rapidly rising. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world starts panicking. Noah believes this was his his chance to save the world. He mm-hmm. starts to build a ship with the help from the country of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the famous Italian boat makers. And the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of gondolas. <laughs> I love that Italy chips in. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love and it. They weren't even Italy yet, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Or the Holy Roman Empire. It's like. <laughs> Listen, listen, guys, if you help us out here, I promise you one day things are going to work out really well for you if you stick with this. Right. Really well until they imagine a city that's literally (laughs) paved in gold. You can call it the Vatican. Holy moly. Okay, so Italy uh, and the Holy Roman a little bit before their time. They got in early. They got in early to help out with uh, this important this important project. Yep. The ship is about as big as the Burj Khalifa. Okay. It's the tallest yeah. building. That's right. It is. Uh, on its side. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Smart. Okay. I love that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah gathers word alongside his friends. Not wood. Sorry. Word. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Noah would gather the word of God as well before he decided to make his decisions. So in many both, ways, both, both are work. correct. Yep. Yeah. Go but, for wood, uh, actually. In Gabe's in Gabe's version, uh, in the in the King Gabe's version, Noah King gathers version. R- r- right. Noah gathers wood along his side, his friends, right, uh, th- and the ship is done. Is right. the next line? So <laughs> Gabe Gabe not interested in telling us how they built this at all with using ancient technology, how many people it took to build this Burj Khalifa like arc that's not important it's done todd it's over so right well it it was many 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 cubits of gopher wood that i know that that, well you're right that's actually directly from the bible yep 
Um, so, okay, so Noah packs lots and lots of food for his voyage. He takes some of his friends with him and, and him yeah, as, he the, packs as tons the crew. of food, all the animals he brought. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, he takes friends with him as the crew. And okay. they all spend 20 years sailing around the earth. Noah realizes that a lot of life will go extinct. Great hmm. Scott. <laughs> no, uh, Noah and his crew sail around the earth some more, taking two of every animal, mm-hmm. a boy and girl. They right. sail around the earth until the rain stops. I One love calling the- animal animal um animals boys and girls. <laughs> right, boys and girls. You right. know, the, the boy elephant and the girl elephant. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> One of the crew members' eyesight becomes bad because he's mm. old, so they all end up crashing into an island. Mm. As they go on, Gabe, does this just turn into Waterworld? No. Okay. As, <laughs> spoiler alert. As, spoiler alert. Feature up. As they go on the island, they notice that the water is getting lower rapidly. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. Noah has saved all life. The island that they land on became, becomes Asia. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The crew members decide to name the island Pangea. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Eventually, Earth was repopulated. People started getting uncomfortable, so God made six new little islands out of the big one. These became the continents of the Earth. God decided to make a little make it a little hotter on the Earth, so the oceans started rising ever so rapid, slightly. People started blaming the rising oceans on rich people in factories and cars. <laughs> climate <No>. change. <laughs> climate change. Game. I got to put a trigger warning in here. A lot of people are touchy right. about, about climate change. <laughs> we got religion and politics together now. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Chocolate and my peanut butter. You're screwing it up. <laughs> right. Noah became an angel along with his crewmates. An angel. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> congratulations. Right. And then God just iced him and made him an angel. Gabe, um, do, you, do you know what the sign of the covenant that God made with uh, Noah was to promise that he would never do this again to humans? No. It's a rainbow. That's that's the, the the biblical reason behind rainbows. That's right. That uh, that's the covenant that he made with Noah that he would never do this again to his people. Nothing. Nothing on that game. Wait, what did he do to his people? Well, so when when the flood was over, Todd, and, Todd why don't you, why don't you give him the twenty second real story of Noah's Ark? So, so maybe uh, um, it's it's pretty similar. I mean, God said he was going to flood the earth because um, people had gone uh, a different direction than he wanted them to go, uh, right. and he thought that this was the only way to um, essentially cleanse the earth. Mm-hmm. And he asked Noah to build the ark and repopulate the uh, world with his ancestors and to save uh, two of every animal. And that's kind of that kind of actually goes back and forth with a few different versions of the story. But at the end, when he's done flooding the earth, he says to Noah, I promise you, I will never do this again to my people. And this is the symbol and the proof of that covenant. And that was the first rainbow Mm -hmm. when the rain had stopped and uh, the waters began to recede. So, Gabe, you you hit about like 50 percent of it. Yeah, I like that. He wound up just going into like the, the story of the earth. The creation of the continents. Yeah, and I like that you wrote around all the bits that would be exciting. You know, the storm, the building of the ship, all of that. I like how you decided that that was on the editing room floor. Right. Well, Italy took care of the boat. Oh, that's right. You had the Italians <laughs> right. come in. Okay, so so great work on Noah's Ark. Let's move on really, to baby. Really good, Gabe. Really, really good. That's, that was really, really good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that they blame rich people in factories. (laughs) Yeah, right. They they grew up. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, we don't know Gabe's stance on climate change and we won't get into it ever. We'll never open that vault. No. Okay. so next is baby Moses. 
another game, uh, one of the mini games on the Bible Adventures cart. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it starts a little similar, Todd. I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. But uh, there was a kid named Moses. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was named after his uncle Moses. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Moses the first. Right, right, right. Moses Jr. Right. Uh, not that Moses, the other Moses. Little Moses. Yeah, little Moses who lived right. down the street a spell. Right. He was born in an orphanage. He lived there for a couple of months. The orphanage got a message. It stated that Moses' parents were alive. Moses' nurse had to bring baby Moses across a desert to get him to the place he needed to go. During the desert trip, the nurse needed water and food. She went hunting and brought Moses to a river. She dropped him in. Moses didn't die, but the nurse had to chase him, chase after him down the river. She eventually got him. She then went to a mountain to scout out where she had to go. It turns out that she was going north, but needed to go west. You wouldn't believe how much that happens, but just in life, but especially in the Bible. Uh, so or Zelda. She, or Zelda, right, yeah. exactly. Those are three things. That's the, the Holy Trinity. The Lost Woods. I always get lost there. I don't know right. if I'm going north or west. <laughs> right, the Lost Woods. I'm always lost in the Lost right. Woods. <laughs> Speaking of northwest. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of northwest. <laughs> we'll get to that later. The nurse made a fire and went to sleep. The trees that were around them went on fire. Well, Gabe, that's why you usually, you know, you you soak it and mix it and soak it again. What's the Smokey the Bear thing for fires? Campfires? You got to be careful with that stuff. I think you were right. Smoke it and mix it and smoke it again. <laughs> smoke it. Did splash it or splash douse it? it. Douse yeah. it, mix it, douse it again. Yep. Uh, be careful out there, folks, if you're going to be lighting any, any fires outside. Uh, and, and consult the cartoon bear. Not right. Yogi. The nurse made a fire and went to sleep. The trees that were around them went on fire. So the nurse had to run out of a burning forest with baby Moses. She got to Egypt. Oh, that's good. And there were these guys trying to steal baby Moses. She had to sneak around them from time to time and sometimes punch them. They wielded staffs, swords, and bows. After she left Egypt, she had to deal with horses. Uh, dealing with horses is just the, the worst, worst, isn't it? Just mm -hmm. Taming a horse is a really hard thing to do. That's now we're in book report mode. She tamed a horse and rode it off into the sunset with baby Moses. <laughs> After four grueling months of nonstop walking, running, and fighting, she had made it to Moses' parents' nice. place. Finally. Turns out it was only Moses' mom because the father was out shopping. <laughs> That's the end of it. Okay, what was Gabe. he shopping for? G Gabe. I have a feeling it was one of those he went out for cigarettes and never came right. back kind yeah, of situations. That's true. Yeah, that's right. He's been right. out shopping for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll be back any minute, Moses. Yep. Uh, but it's okay because Uncle Moses was there. That's right. Yep. Uncle Father. Kind of, right. Uncle Father to kind of help raise him. Mm -hmm. uh, Gabe, any, any uh, you know, uh, BTS info you want to share for this? That's behind the scenes, not the Korean boy band. I was wondering <laughs> where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, not really. Not really? Gabe, I want to officially say you know absolutely nothing about Moses. <laughs> okay, so David and Goliath is next. So far, so good, Gabe. Great job on these. Okay, so once there was a kid named David. <laughs> you are, if nothing else, consistent. Very consistent. Once there was a kid named David who was very close with his father. His father was a soldier, and he had the greatest sword in the country. Oh, nice. nice. That's, a, that's a good thing. To have. Nice. It was perfectly sharpened, perfect mm -hmm. handle. Very comfortable. 
Nice. Okay. Important that, things for a sword. That is a good, that's what makes a good sword. His father died in a battle one day. David was heartbroken. He went to the place of battle and found his father's sword laying on the ground. He took it. He thought, Gabe, isn't this just the opening of like Star Assassin's Wars? Creed? No, Assassin's oh. Creed Valhalla. I don't know. You're suspect. I want to tell you right now, you're suspect. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty it. sure it's. I'm sure. Pretty sure it's the beginning of the Gladiator sequel that they're working on. It might be. Yeah, Maximus's son. Right. If it's not, they're stealing this now. Right. For sure. And, and, and it'll be in production tomorrow. Yeah. Ron Howard famously is a fan, so he, he might. He is you know, a famous listener. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's lifted a few ideas. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, Ron. It's okay yeah. because you know we love you. Yep. He took it. He thought that he wasn't worthy enough for it, so he sold it to some people. <laughs> what? You don't just sell the greatest sword in the country to some people. It was so comfortable. Yeah, it was really the most comfortable sword in the country. Um, Dave- <laughs> I've never heard that sentence. <laughs> I've been alive for 40 years. I've never heard those never words heard together. That. Right. Nope. Only only in the epic game tales. <laughs> it was the most comfortable sword in the country. In the, in the, in the I've never heard that. 40 years of my life. King Games version. Okay. God didn't like that very much. Um, sorry. It's got, David wanted to follow in his father's footsteps, but not die. He attended military school and learned footwork, sword fighting stances, strategies, and strength. The war, I can't. I the, can't breathe. What is your problem over there? Footwork. Stances. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Who are we talking about again? David. Right. David okay. from David right. and Goliath. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the war that his father died in appeared to have no end. God mm. didn't like that very much, so he summoned a giant monster that only the most skilled warrior could kill. The ah. people named it the Goliath. Many towns were leveled. People died. Recent news said recent <laughs> recent news <laughs> said that David's father was a terrible person. <laughs> what? Oh recent news now or <sighs> recent news then, Gabe? Uh, like the headlines then were like David's father mm. in like mistress scandal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Egypt tonight, we find David's father not only had the most comfortable sword, but the most comfortable grip on the land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They Doing as said, he pleased. Yeah, right. They also said that David's father's son should be outlawed and killed. And David, David's son should be outlawed and killed. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should make him illegal and then mm-hmm. kill him. <laughs> we should put some wanted posters up on the palm trees. Right. Holy moly. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I got to get. I lost my place. David, yep. uh, they also said David. Uh, should be, uh, David knew <laughs> knew what was to happen. He found the people that's, that, sold, that he sold the sword to and stole it back. He went to his house ready to fight soldiers and thought to himself, I don't want to kill these people. What else can I do? David thought about killing the Goliath and something mm. triggered in him. He felt like being a hero. He went to the desert to fight the Goliath. He and the Goliath had an epic battle. In the end, David was a hero. Society loved him. And it turned out that his father wasn't a bad guy. The news guy was reading the wrong words. <laughs> 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 he was reading the story about his neighbor, right. Simon. Right. <laughs> who did not have the most comfortable sword and was very jealous. Right. Very uncomfortable sword. That's right. So he slaughtered a bunch of farm animals. That's right. I yeah. love that. And the shop owner didn't even sue him because David sold him the sword and then stole it from him like Link. <laughs> <laughs> right. I... 
I will say this. There's a big improvement here. Goliath being like a monster. Wait, he's not done. News oh. I read the wrong words. Okay, okay. God then later made David an angel because he saved humanity. Nice. Okay. So okay. his friends, he can hang out with Noah, who was also yeah. made an angel. Sure, everyone. It's easy. To, in those days, they were handing out angels like driver's licenses. That's it true. Wasn't, uh, so go ahead, I love, Todd. I love that. I love that Goliath is like a, a monster. I think that that actually would have played better in the Bible if he was like something sent from the depths. Uh, that yeah they needed to slay Uh, I love that I think this is the best one I think this is the best thing Gabe ever wrote maybe we still have Jonah and the whale oh that's right we do so I asked him for a bonus story and he delivered Mm -hmm. Jonah and the whale okay this is not in Bible uh, adventures to be clear right Uh, this is just I just wanted to um, again just kind of taking the temperature on what he may or may not know based on things he's picked up you know in the air about about the bible and uh, some of the more famous stories right so there is so, a jonah and the whale in super bible brothers which is a game it is a game yep i think it's a veggie tales game uh right not a wisdom yep. tree game nope. so so here we go once there was a game <laughs> <laughs> very consistent very consistent stop it game stop it stop starting a story with once there was a kid named x all right what do we got so um uh gabe can you give me the first line for your story on daniel in the lion's den once there was a kid named daniel yeah okay good right okay no good that's good he's got a thing he's working it he's working you know he's working his crap once there was a den named lion (laughs) right it could have gone either way right okay Once there was a kid named Jonah. From a young age, he loved the ocean. He loved Mm. swimming to the bottom of a coral reef and playing with the fish. One day, he was hired to go on an expedition to some some island off the coast of Italy. Great. Italy's back. He assembled his crew and left. He came back with more riches than anyone could imagine. He became king of the island he went to. Mm -hmm. His whole life, he felt like he was missing something, but he had everything. Money, wealth, riches, you name it. Bestowed upon him a year earlier was the title of greatest sailor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was like the knighthood of the day. Right. 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 It was like, sir. Greatest sailor. Right. Sir Jonah. Yep. Uh, Captain Jonah. Exactly. One day, some guy burst into his into his palace. He explained that there had been a new type of fish discovered. Jonah felt he had to go find the fish. He assembled another team along with along with the random guy. (laughs) (laughs) What was that guy up to? All right, me, Steve, Bill, Charlie, and this guy are all going to go and find this new fish. But sir, I just work in the kitchen. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, new guy. You're coming with us. <laughs> new guy. <laughs> <laughs> you random SOB. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to see through. I'm tearing up and I'm mm. trying to see. I'm trying. His ship. Uh, okay. Sorry. They went to find the fish. Jonah ended up with narcolepsy from hitting his head hard while loading the ship. <laughs> That's fam- famously how narcolepsy happens. That is how narcolepsy yeah. It's a blow to the Con- head. Concussion to narcolepsy. Con- yeah. Narcolepsy due to concussion. Right, exactly. I right. think is the official. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> while, he was, while he was steering to the last known location of the fish, he fell asleep. That oh, from no. narcolepsy. Yeah. His ship crashed and everyone on board died. Even, even the random guy? Gabe, did the random guy die? Oh, no, he should have just stayed in the kitchen. Was he wearing a red shirt like Star Trek? Who, what, what was the guy the who was robe? Is the guy in Star Trek? They'd always send yep. down the guy who was wearing the different color shirt. And you're like, yep. that's the guy who's going to die this time. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not a big Star Trek guy. I apologize. You got that everyone. right. I don't think okay. people knew it at the time. It was something that people later realized. Later realized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So everyone, everyone's dead. They all died. Everyone except for Jonah. He felt something at his feet while waiting in the water. He looked down and saw a giant fish. The fish ate him. He didn't swallow him though. He let him sit there on his tongue. <laughs> Jonah was terrified. Eventually, after the whale stopped swimming, it opened his mouth to let Jonah out on the beach, though. <laughs> the whale had beached okay. himself to save Jonah. Jonah came back with new people and helped the whale into the water again. The whale, <laughs> the whale and Jonah both lived happily ever after. <laughs> God made Jonah an angel as an act of God. <laughs> <laughs> He's an angel, too. I love it. Let me ask you something, Gabe. How quick did Jonah get back with the folks to help the whale back in the water? This whale beached itself. Also, yep. whales are like notoriously really, really heavy. <laughs> so right. how many dudes and how many randoms <laughs> right. did, it, did, yeah. did Jonah ra- gather up to right. push this giant creature back into the ocean? And how fast? They had like pulleys and stuff that they set up. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. And the whale didn't die of asphyxiation before then or whatever <laughs> happens when they're out of the water for that long. No. It's just a magical whale. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept. I'll, that's an answer. I'll accept. That is amazing. That is amazing. And a really, and you did, you're, I'm giving you all the extra credit I can. It's A++. I'm going to say that Gabe can build a world around the story and the moral better than even the Bible does. The Bible doesn't do great world building. They just kind of get right to the point. Yeah. Gabe's world building is amazing. So yeah, the story of Jonah and the whale is really just about true. You can't escape God's plans. That's really the moral of that story. Um, This feels very similar. Well, and Jonah actually got to hang out inside of the whale. That's kind of the, the, the famous part of that story. Well, right. When, when I said random guy, I meant the random guy that burst into the palace. No, talking about (laughs) no, I totally know. But you, it's just it's a character that you almost refuse to develop. You just did not. You're like he burst in, (laughs) and then later you're like, and they grab the random guy, and they all right, (laughs) they all took off together, right. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, it's it's actually a really silly story, but it's pretty cool. Um, no, Jonah's about to drown, and then God sends a big whale to swallow him and save him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Much like Pinocchio. Much like Pinocchio. But Gabe's world building, much better than the story of Jonah and the Well. Yeah. Nice work, Gabe. A++++ plus 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 yep. on all those. Uh, really funny. Really, really funny, funny stuff, Gabe. Uh, and, um, you know, we might have to just learn a little bit more about the Bible. It might just be good to... <laughs> yeah. Maybe fill in some of the blanks. Gabe, what yeah. are you doing on Wednesdays after school? <laughs> You doing on when? How are your Sundays looking? <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're gonna have to postpone some shows for the future uh, mothership episodes because Gabe is gonna be in CCD. Believe it or not. All right, Gabe. This segment we're calling Yay or Yahweh. Kanye West has more in common with the Creator than you might think. He's just filled with scripture and inspirational Bible messages. And I want to know if you think you can pick out which one of these quotes are from Kanye or which appear in the Bible. Are you ready? Yes. Are you seriously ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Awesome. Let's let's do this. I like that. Let's do it. I like the enthusiasm there. All right. You ready? Quote one, the storm may come, 
but we'll get through it because of your love. Kanye or Yahweh? Um, Kanye? You're right. Nice job, Gabe. It is. It's Kanye yep. West. A little inspiration from Mr. West there. Okay, next one. We're going to hit this is like lightning round. I'm going to hit him with you quick. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Kanye or Yahweh? Yahweh. Yeah. Deuteronomy. Uh, what is it? What is it, Todd? Ch- uh, chapter 31, verse 6? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Did yeah, you just have that knowledge on your head? Yes. Of okay. So. Next up. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. Kanye or Yanwe? Conway. Conway. Con- Con- Conway. Kanye. Twitter? I mean, Kanye. Kanye? It is Kanye. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. All right, Kanye, you're right. You're doing really well so far. You're really doing well. great. What are you, three for three? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Next up. And you, are you, you better not be looking at the run of show. Are you looking um, at the run of show? I don't have the run of show. Good. Uh, good. I love that. That's the way it should be. With, <laughs> with, good thi- with God, all things are possible. Kanye. No. What? That's your first wrong one. That's actually Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Of course it is. Yeah, it's a New Testament. Yep. That's the sequel. It's a better testament. It's the sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was like specifically God saying it. No, no, no. It's oh. anything in the Bible. It's it's either from the Bible or from Kanye West's mouth. But you're right. Any Everything that's in the Bible came from God, though. Yeah. So it's all, it was written, uh, divine, I forget, interpretation. Yeah. So now that we're all on the same page, are you ready to continue, Gabe? (laughs) Yeah. All right, here we go. King of kings, Lord of lords, all the things he has in store, from the rich to the poor, all are welcome through the door. (sighs) Kanye or Yahweh? Kanye? It is Kanye. Right. That's five wow. for four. Four for well, five. Wow. I yeah. didn't think you were. I thought, I thought maybe that was a little trickery. I would have got you. Yeah, I thought so too. All right. Here's, here's a really tough one. You ready? Mm. Yes. <laughs> I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me and I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye, are you away? <laughs> is this the final one? No, no. Oh God. Okay, Kanye. It's definitely Kanye. <laughs> definitely Kanye. Yeah. I was just throwing in that nonsense because sometimes if he it just... was Yahweh, it would be. Um, I hate it when I'm on a donkey and I wake <laughs> up with a vessel of water next to me. Like, oh great, now I got to be responsible for this vessel of water. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay. Yeah. Famously, Luke said that. <clears throat> yeah, that that was a that right. Famously, in mm-hmm. the book of Luke. Okay, next up. Oh, Jesus Christ. No one whose testicles are crushed shall <laughs> enter the assembly of the Lord. Kanye? No. Nope. <laughs> that would be sick if Kanye said yep. that out of nowhere. Yep. That's Deuteronomy. Well, it, would, it wouldn't be out of nowhere. It'd be from Deuteronomy. Right. It'd be out of Deuteronomy. From Deuteronomy. <laughs> Chapter 23, verse 1. Uh, yeah, Gabe, there's some weird stuff in the Bible, including no one whose testicles are crushed shall enter the assembly of the Lord. It's a shame, too, because, like, if that happens to you maliciously, then, you know, that's, you know, it's a yeah. shame. Or if you're in a tractor accident. Yeah, or a gorilla decides to take some anger out on you. Yeah, or, or some random. Or a random. 
<laughs> or some right. guy in a red robe. Right. In Italy. Yeah. Okay, next up, Gabe. Look, I have two daughters, virgins, both of them. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them what you like. Um. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. Gabriel. He's going to bring Northwest out to a field and tell somebody that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Gabe, that's the kind of hard hitting, crazy stuff that you can only find in the Bible. That's right. That's that's one of the weirdest Bible. One of the weirder Bible verses. Right. They're not all gems. No, not all of them. There is some gems in there, but this wait is not. T- yeah, one of them. wait till you get to Leviticus. All the laws. There's some real. Wi- there's some real, real wild ones in there. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> next up, Gabe. Money is the answer for everything. Kanye West. Nope. You said you said Ecclesiastes wrong. You did. You said Ecclesiastes <laughs> wrong. It sounded like you were going to say Ecclesiastes, yep. but then you didn't. You said Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, no, that's from the Bible. Uh, so you didn't get that one right. They uh, mm. money, you know, money has always been important to some folks, and that's a lesson to you, of course. Uh, all right, Gabe, this is the last one. Kanye or Yahweh? You ready? Yes. Fur pillows are hard to actually sleep on. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah, that's yes. a Kanye problem. <laughs> that's a Kanye that's problem. definitely a Kanye problem. Yep. Okay, good. So, what would he do, Todd? How did he do? He got. I lost count. <laughs> okay. Okay. We lost count. But I think he got five out of eight. Yeah, maybe. You might have passed, Gabe. You might not have. But that's not, this is not where it's all on the line. Where it's all on the line is real or fake wisdom tree games. Yeah. And this is the one up. we'll be, this is the one we'll be counting because this is the one that has a prize. Right. And that's coming up right after this. Yeah. And you say, Sha City. Shy City, Shy City, I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Here we go, segment number three, the final segment, Real or Fake Wisdom Tree Games Edition. We will describe a game, and it is either a real Wisdom Tree game that was released by Wisdom Tree Games, or it's some complete twaddle BS that I made up to try to fool you, Gabe. You know how it goes. Real or fake, we play this a lot. Listener favorite, the prize is a fast food trip of your choice it used to be b-dubs doves but i think this day i got a feeling it's uh this time it's gonna be taco bell so we'll get you a little tb if you get seven out of ten of these and if you go all the way and get a perfect score i got a secret prize for you are you ready to play i yeah gabe i want more enthusiasm that didn't work no it didn't i think i scared him where'd you go (laughs) oh okay um Yay, let's go. Jesus Christ. You know, he's like almost that. a teenager, and this is what I get. I All think right. it's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you ready? Number one. Yes. Sunday, fun day, colon, the ride. You control a skateboarding kid who is late for Sunday school. In the game, the kid uses his skateboard and any objects he finds, such as balloons, grapefruits, and newspapers, to defeat bullies, clowns, and businessmen who try to stop him from getting to Sunday school. Oh, God. Real or fake, Gabriel? <gasps> real, real, because yes. I... Okay. Yes, you are one for one, sir. I my am, boy! My boy! I am going to buy that game. 
I'm going to report to you on and on a dad cast. I would, I'm I, getting Sunday Fun Day the ride. Okay. Do you think it plays like Paperboy? That's what I'm seeing in my head. I think it plays like Papist Boy. Uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> okay. Number two. Bible Buffet. Similar to Candyland, the game features a food theme, and the game's objective is to make it to the end of the board before the other players do. Fake. When you land... What? Fake. Gabe. Hey, hear him out. Gabe, okay. it w- no, 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 that's no, it. That's right. <laughs> Gabe, it's real. Really? You're one for two. Number three. The Road to Mariah. Mm-hmm. Much like the popular Oregon Trail series, The Road to Moriah sees the player taking control of Abraham, journeying towards the land of Moriah, where he will offer up his only son Isaac in ritual sacrifice. Watch out for the wild animals, crooked shopkeepers, and dysentery. Real or fake, Gabe? Fake. You're right. Nice. That's fake. I made that one up. Sounds very real, though. It does. It's, you know, it's a good one. It sounds like uh, I'd, I'd play that. Wisdom Tree is probably going to be listening to this, uh, kicking themselves in the pants. Sure, we're going to be tagging them. That's why. That's right. Okay. Number four. Super 3D Noah's Ark. A first-person shooter with a nonviolent theme. Instead of killing Nazi soldiers in a castle, you play as Noah wandering around the Ark, using a slingshot to shoot sleeping pills at angry goats. (laughs) What? What do you mean, what? Super 3D Noah's Ark, a first-person shooter with a non-violent theme. Instead of killing Nazi soldiers in a castle, you play as Noah, wandering in the Ark, using a slingshot to shoot sleeping pills at angry goats. I couldn't be any more clear about what this game is about. I feel like it's so ridiculous that it has to be real. All right. All right, you're right, it is. I actually knew somebody that owned that game. Yeah, it was a ripoff of Wolfenstein 3D. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it played really poorly. The frame yeah. rate was about six. Yeah. Okay, Gabe, so what is he, three for three four? Three for four. Yep. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'm proud of you. All right. <clears throat> Number five. Cain enables stadium events. Take control of history's famous, most famous brothers as they compete for God's love and approval in a series of stadium events. Yep. Player one, <laughs> player one will default to Abel, but keep an eye on player two during the sacrifice mini game, or you may live to you may, or you may not live to see the next event. Amazing. Yep. Fake. It is. Good job. God, I wish That's you were a, real. I know. It's amazing. God, That's a great you... combination, Cain and Abel Stadium Vets. Very rare cart. Very rare it's cart. A, it's very rare, and <laughs> yep. uh, you need the power pad for it. So. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you need the power of Yahweh yeah. pad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. With the stone peripheral. You <laughs> hit your the other players over the head with. <laughs> yeah, where it connects to the U-Force. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Mm. Okay, so great. So what are you? You're four for five. We're going into number six. This is a strong showing for Gabe. I like this. Adam and Eve, surprise at Dinosaur Peak. Co-op action explodes off the screen as Earth's first inhabitants leap the garden gates in search of adventure. But watch out. They may get more than they bargained for. Mm, Fake. Nice. (laughs) It's totally fake, and it's a combination of a rare Flintstones cart. Right. 
<laughs> it's the Flintstones. Is it the Flintstones description? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> very rare game. Very rare game. Yeah, very, very rare. Very rare. Uh, okay. Okay. So, Gabe, nice work here. Nice work. Uh, five for six. You're five for six. I can't. I'm having trouble fooling you this time. Uh, you're, that means you're getting, you're learning and getting smarter. So I'm proud. I'm very proud of you. CCD is paying off. So, yeah. The CCD and the, and, and the Bible teacher that we have come five days a week is really, uh, is really paying off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's just no, me in disguise. It's just, it's just, it's like just, Mrs. just <laughs> it's just, it's just gray on your shoulders. Famously <laughs> in a trench coat, in a trench coat. Okay. <clears throat> Number seven, King Solomon, dragon fighter. Build the first temple in Jerusalem while fending off attacks from fire-breathing dragons. Part building sim, part RPG, and part platformer. It's the holy trinity of 8-bit gameplay. Real. Nah, no, it's not. I got you. You know what? Honestly, to be fair, that one was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds... Build the first temple in Jerusalem while fending off attacks from fire-breathing dragons. Part building sim, part RPG, part platformer. It's the Holy Trinity of 8-bit gameplay. The only thing that gives that away is that an 8-bit game would not be capable of that. That would have to be a 16-bit game. Right. But it is a great description of a game. It's It's, essentially ActRaiser. It's it's essentially the back of the box. Right. It's great. It's a great description. Gabe, that one is so good that if it comes down to it, we may have to give you that as a gimme. Oh my God, really? Come on, uh, no. I've worked so hard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, okay, number eight. You're still doing great, Gabe. You're still doing great. You You're are, s- what is he, five, five for seven. For seven. That's yep. still really good. I'm impressed. Yep. Okay. You only need I to should, get two of these right. I should have read some of these through before this because I'm reading them now again and I'm having trouble. That's fine. That's even no. better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's even better. Okay. <clears throat> Real or fake? Is this a wisdom tree game or not? Hezekiah and the Cowboy Kid. Witness the the destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel while taming the Old West with one of the Bible's most righteous kings. Play blackjack, go hunting, or enact sweeping religious reforms, including a strict mandate for the soul worship of Yahweh and a prohibition on venerating other deities. Two-player co-op action. Yahweh, yeehaw. (laughs) That that reads better than it... It looks better than it sounds. <laughs> Real or fake, Gabe? I feel like that's so ridiculous <laughs> that it has to be fake, but I'm going to say fake, and then you're going to yep. say it's... Nope. Oh, okay. Good, yep. Good instincts. No, you got to stop. He was probably going to land on Real. You're killing me, Todd. We have to go with his initial instincts. He's a smart boy. Has a, teach him this. Hezekiah <laughs> and the and cowboy, cowboy kid. kid. Oh I mean, God. come on, have, witnessing the destruction of nor- the northern kingdom of Israel while taming the, the Old, old West, West. <laughs> <laughs> with one of the Bible's most righteous kings. Play blackjack, go hunting, and enact sweeping religious reforms. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the thing is, Mike? This is our issue here. We have shown Gabe some of the worst things of all time that Hezekiah and the Cowboy Kid <laughs> doesn't sound like something we wouldn't make him play. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's also a game that you want so bad. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if cowboys modders, and aliens. Yeah, if there's any modders out there who yep. can make this game, please we'll pay top dollar. Also, Campfire Vampire would be great too. Thank yeah. you. Hezekiah and the Cowboy Kid is fake. Gabe is what? 
He's, he's eight. He's six, six, six for eight. Six for, six for eight. Okay, Gabe. Nice work. Really nice work here. Uh, uh, two left. One of them will net you the Taco Bell prize. Yeah. Number nine. The Maccabees. Cogswell's caper. In this spin-off adventure, the Maccabees take control of Judea and the, and found the Hasmonean dynasty to put a stop to Mr. Cogwell's profit-making schemes, especially that of a dangerous mining facility on planet M38 that is being built. Oh god. Um Did you say planet M38? <laughs> He did. He did. I said planet M38. Planet M38. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so you just took the Jetsons description? <laughs> yes. Do you know how long I was holding in my laugh while Gabe was thinking? Oh, you may, yeah, you may have to cut out my laughing because I could not hold it in. Here's the last one. You ready? Yes. Joshua in the Battle of Jericho. Based on the Battle of Jericho described in the Book of Joshua, in which the Israelites toppled the defensive wall of the city of Jericho by encircling it and blowing their trumpets. And I promise you, Todd wishes it was a slide whistle. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could just stand at the gates and go. We're coming out. We're putting down our weapons. Please, there's children inside. <laughs> um, uh, rail. You're right. All right. Okay. All right. So, Gabe. Eight out of ten, Gabe. That's an 80. You should be proud that's, of that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I couldn't float Hezekiah and the Cowboy Kid by you, which I wanted more than anything in the world for myself. Well, that's selfish. Yeah. I shouldn't. Uh, it's selfish of me. It was, it was just too good. It was just too good. If you have any experiences or memories growing up uh, in any kind of religion that you want to share, uh, email us at dads at supernintendads.com. If you have any ideas for future episodes, email us on dads at supernintendads.com. Uh, and with that... Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Bible Adventures. Uh, please feel free to go back and check out some of our older episodes, our This American Sprite episodes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Super Mario World, and be sure to share this with a friend. Check us out on social. We're at Super Nintendo Dads on Twitter and on Instagram. And remember, gaming should be fun. Say so long to the folks, Gabe. So long to the folks, Gabe. See you soon.